0: It is incredible to see, you know, through this whole process with everything going on. We've said, like, the world all of a sudden is so small, right? Like, the entire world is going through something. But I'm on the phone with a client in California who knows our athletes in New York. And it's just a reminder, like, outside of running, this running community really is small. Everybody knows each other and everyone wants to support each other, no matter where you are. So that has been an amazing part of this whole process. Like, we are. The New York City running community is supported from California, from Texas, from Seattle. I mean, it, it really is amazing to see.
1: Welcome to Chill Track Friday. I'm Anne.
2: Hello, hello. This is Ali. You're On so far zooms. away. On the Zooms. <laughs> On the zooms,
1: zoom, zoom. zoom. Um, I can see you in the little Hollywood Square. Gordon helped me pinpoint the name of Hollywood Square. I had forgotten about that show, but it is—it's <laughs> these little squares. It's so funny. Yeah. How have you been? Um. <sighs> that is an interesting question to try to answer. You know, I'm healthy and I'm safe, and so I'm really grateful for that. And my family's healthy and my friends are healthy, um, but it's it's a challenging time for sure, for sure. Um, th- today, so I'm in New York City. I'm here on the in Washington Heights, which is like upper Manhattan on the west side, so I'm a block from the Hudson River, and it's been interesting. I go out in the mornings usually to do my running, and then I go out for a walk at the end of the workday, and you know, the weather's different every day. And today was like a, a monsoon, raining, like just windy. I was like, oh, maybe I won't actually go outside today. But I did go out around 6.30 and it was just gorgeous. It, like these dark clouds, but they were clearing and it was really windy and the air smells different right now. It's like much fresher. It doesn't. I wouldn't exactly say it smells like the beach yet, but there's a neutrality to it. That's really nice.
2: It's just almost metaphorical. It's almost metaphorical what you just said—that there was dark clouds, but then eventually it lifted and it was clear.
1: Yeah, we're kind
2: of in an overall situation that has us all feeling like we're under dark clouds in a kind of a bad weather situation, and but we all know it, no matter how long it takes, we'll come out of it. Yeah.
1: Um, So you know, we before we started recording, we were looking at calendars, and I realized that I'm entering into my fifth week of self-quarantine. I started self-quarantine on the 13th of March. I can't believe it's been that long. Um,
2: And it feels like it's going to continue further. Um, So mentally just preparing to get ready that this will take a little bit longer. I know my company actually extended our work from home piece till end of May.
1: Wow. I mean, and Reuters is on like the front the forefront of stuff i feel like they're always kind of ahead of the curve so that's a big deal that they have extended
2: yeah so there's a big tech portion and then reuters is our news news organization so a lot of times things come pretty quickly even internally to know what to do in terms of data and news so that helps um
1: i just want to if you don't mind i just want to take one minute to shout out to new york city and uh everyone in new york city dealing with what we're dealing with right now, which is COVID-19. and um, I've had a lot of conversations with people who have been talking about how sad it is to go out and see empty streets and stuff, and I, and I just want to share a thought that I was sharing with someone earlier today, which is that I felt that way in the beginning, but then I, with the help of some friends and family, have also shifted my, my perception of it, is that instead of it being sad, it's a real sign of solidarity, that everyone is inside. And what it's done for me has really shown me the power of the city and the people and how much we care about each other. And I just, I've never loved New York City more than I love New York City today. And, you know, (laughs) another friend was saying, you know, like we've been through 9-11 and now this, like how much more can we take? And I said, the first thing that came to my mind is that we're the city that can handle this really, really tough stuff. And I feel like we're taking this like tsunami wave, we're taking it. And like, it's horrible. It's an awful thing. And I just, um, I salute everyone in New York city. I happened to be outside tonight at 7 PM when everyone was cheering for the health workers. And I just, I was just overcome with tears of gratitude and solidarity. And it's just, you know, I think it's really important to just acknowledge that and, And cry, if you need to cry, cry, because it's an emotional time and it doesn't help to not express our feelings and, um, you know, not to get too like (laughs) um, armchair therapist here, but, um, you know, it's like we have to, I just feel like when we experience our feelings, it's just, it's harder in some ways because it can be overwhelming but this is an overwhelming time. And I think that I uh, just, the beauty and love in New York City is just astounding.
2: What a great so. perspective. Um, thanks, for, thanks for sharing that um, and turning it around because it's, it's very easy to go down that rabbit hole of like, oh my God, like what is happening? Yeah. Um, but it is absolutely a sign of mega solidarity, right? New York City is not as small city it's super dense so to see that is actually it's inspiring in some ways that you know we're, we're we're able to pull together and be able to do that
1: yeah what you just said is the perfect segue to our to introduce our guests because talk about pulling together <laughs> pulling together we are so honored to have um our friends from new york custom pt on today ali do you want to um share who is with us today?
2: Yeah. So you guys have, we've already released an episode with custom PT. Kat Fitzgerald was on our um, on our show last year where we talked a lot about what custom PT does, what Kat does in terms of physical therapy that is really geared towards the running community. Um, and I have, I've been like so impressed with everything they had done so far in terms of The change that has been uh, that has come about because of COVID 19. Um, And so we thought of bringing on a panel from Custom PD to come discuss what they've been doing, how they themselves have been coping, both individually and as an organization, and just share a lot of the wisdom, uh, a lot of the wisdom that um, they have to offer to our listeners. So we have Wendy Nguyen, who is the director of operations. At Custom PT, uh, we also have Kathleen Leninger, who's one of their um, physical therapists, and we also have Greg Loraya, who's a physical therapist and and a trainer at Custom PT. Uh,
1: and one thing that's really cool is that if you're not listening from New York, it doesn't matter because they've put their entire business online. So this is a special uh, episode to share with you what they're up to these days. So we hope you enjoy.
2: Um, So we have a panel from custom today. Welcome to the podcast. Who do we have? (laughs) Who wants to go first? Uh, Wendy.
3: Hi, Hi. Hi, Will. I'm Wendy Wynn. I'm the director uh, at Custom Virtual, which is our current um, baby project, our current brand of custom performance here in New York City. Uh, We are experts in all things running. And um, yeah, I'm just the director of operations. (laughs)
0: Um, I'm Kathleen. I'm one of the physical therapists at Custom Performance and Custom Virtual. Um, everything running, everything training, everything life related to running.
4: <laughs> Perfect. Hi, I'm Greg, uh, athletic trainer at Custom Performance Custom Virtual now. I've been doing a lot of social media marketing recently but also running coach and strength coach for all your needs.
2: <laughs> well, Thank you so much for joining us. Chill Track Friday has been a custom fan for a while now. I think our listeners know that pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah. Before Before we get into sort of like what Custom's doing, I want to talk to individually kind of you guys, what you guys are doing in this moment of a global pause. Everyone is sort of adapting to a very new way of working, new way of just being in general. Um, and... Uh it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, like change is the only sort of constant and the magic is not in the change itself, but it's in how you adapt to the change. So what are you guys doing? How how this has impacted you individually? Can can you tell me what what's changed?
4: <laughs> I mean <laughs> individually i think just the fact that i going to work is a huge thing right like waking up and not having to go anywhere physically sitting in the apartment is a huge deal um i think our entire business relies on that physical contact and we don't really have that as much anymore so that virtual contact is a whole different dynamic to us and it's new and it's interesting and it's kind of fun but it's definitely a huge change and a shift in our Day to day life. I don't know if anybody else has anything to so. say. <laughs>
0: um, I would say that during this time, I'm finding uh, figuring out the silver lining of things when I've never had to do that before. So, um, you know, why why am I still staying active? Why am I still dedicated to certain things? But also finding the things that maybe was cluttering life before that aren't isn't necessary anymore. And I think one of the great things about this time is you're learning what you can live without to fill in the things that are more quality. So that's one of the things that I've been really trying to focus on. And reading the news is one of those things that is cluttering my life. So, wow. <laughs> so yeah.
3: I totally agree with Kathleen. Like, things that I used to think were such a huge deal um, (laughs) seem like nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, things that seem to be big, big problems before seem very small now, and so uh, it's nice to prioritize um, what's important.
4: Yeah. Uh, Another thing I noticed is how much more rest and recovered I feel. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Without like, Physically standing for most of the day—it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: Kathleen, if I may, I just wanted to follow up on one of your points that you made. You said that it, this situation is helping you find your why. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Um, yeah. So prior <laughs> prior to all this, um, in my in my running life, I'll talk about it's. I've had a hard like year, year and a half in my running life, and. I thought for sure when this started, I was going to be like, oh, forget it. There's no way I'm going to keep up with this. I can barely keep up when I have a race on the schedule. And um, I'm shocked at how much I'm enjoying running and just um, the outdoors in general, because it is so precious to us right now. Um, I'm getting a lot more out of it. And I'm finding that maybe that was the whole reason why i wanted to run in the first place and maybe it was races and other things that were kind of the clutter which is shocking to say that's
4: interesting i, yeah. I like 100% agree with that i've noticed yeah. like my mile, my mileage has spiked like i'm dr- i'm running <laughs> so much more now and not for like any reason though like i don't and i feel good about it now it's not like i'm like pushing too hard i've been running and i feel Like I want to get out the door every day. Like I found that kind of love for it again. Not that there was ever a loss of that love, but like Kathleen said, there's no race on the calendar and it's just like going out and actually enjoying it versus going out and having like a set goal at the end of the day. Like I got to train for this race. Yeah. Interesting though.
3: Yeah, I agree. I have to like um, plan rest days before, you know, um, plan rest days versus Just running every day, so I'm like, "Oh wait, no! I ran like three days in a row. I can't do that again." Like, you know. And if you had said that to me a month ago, I would have been like, "Yeah, okay, whatever.
1: (laughs) That's not true." Interesting. Have you noticed any changes in your in the runs that you're doing? Like, do you feel better? Are you running faster, or do you feel more sluggish? Or
0: so I had a again as something that happened right before this, our last day of quarantine. I had to send my watch out uh, to get fixed and the company closed down. So I have not had a watch since quarantine started. And at first I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can use my phone. I can use my husband's watch. And I'm like, no, you know what? Who cares? So I've actually started to count off in 60 second increments to figure out like mid run, all right, where am I pace wise? And it is so interesting to have the ability (laughs) to like monitor that time on my own you know, hands while I'm running, so uh, I think doing the mental math and running without a watch is extremely useful.
4: I feel like that's a typical Kathleen thing. (laughs) She's like, I've been counting my miles by hand. (laughs) by the with like a sundial right (laughs) she's like my shadow is behind me and i'm heading north so that means i'm at like what the wind is north
3: northwest
1: (laughs) that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) see silver (laughs) lining there it
4: is (laughs) oh that's awesome
1: how is it going with uh treating people virtually like did you have um you know, I—I I was Ali and I both were going through injuries, and um, I was thinking recently. Like, I'm glad that I'm sort of beyond the acute phase of needing to have actual manual work done. Like, how how are you handling um, situations where you have pe- people who have been in the middle of kind of uh, almost triage in
0: a way? <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yeah, we definitely right now. It's it's very interesting to have to treat the people that have a more chronic issue that kind of know how to self-management how to self-manage versus people that were in the acute stage and and showing them virtually how to manage injuries they're definitely um a little more scared a little more delicate which is totally understandable but i think it's helping us learn how to communicate in a different way which is going to be super useful once we are back on site because now it's just another tool to add, right? It's it's another way to communicate and, and have someone understand what they're doing for themselves. So I, I'm interested to see those people may end up becoming more empowered because they can't rely on us doing it passively. They have to be more active in their, their rehab process. That's really cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think another thing that I've noticed too is like, We're pretty straightforward with you at custom, like when you come to see us. But I think this is taking it to another level of like, (laughs) this is it. Like, you have to do this or it's not going to get better. Or you have to not like run right now because you're going to hurt yourself. Or you have to like whatever it is because it's not going to happen if you don't do it because we're not going to guide you through it and we can't physically guide you through it. Right.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. It's like what you said before about this is it gets rid of the clutter. The situation just Mm -hmm. gets rid Mm -hmm. of the extra. That's really yeah. neat, yeah, and
2: absolutely it's like necessity being the mother of invention. here is a situation that you, as a small business, have been put into, and you have to adapt and see, and then you can the silver mm-hmm. lining of this is it could be a potential way of expanding right once this is over, it will be over at some point, <laughs> right, yeah. so hopefully, how you can kind of treat patients virtually as well, not just on site, and what does that potentially look like now you'll have experience in that um so speaking from a small business perspective, can how, how has it been like adapting to all of this and then making sure that, you know, director of operations, that ops <laughs> keep going, right? Uh, uh, so can you tell us a little bit from that perspective?
3: Well, sure, I think any entrepreneur that's listening right now, and even the staff can relate, but um, you know, there's a really bright side of entrepreneurship, which is where you're doing great. The team is awesome. Um, things are humming along and then this is sort of like, I'm not going to say your worst nightmare, but it's very close to like, you know, you have sort of a vision and then you have to veer off uh, and do something else. Um, But all of those things still exist. We still have a great team It's working because we have a great team that are here. Um, and so it has been a shift for me personally, it was. And what I worked on personally, during, especially during the first week or a couple of days was, you know, things were moving so fast and everybody that's listening and you guys can relate to that, things were moving very quickly. So for me, it was like, okay, here's a, here's a thing that's happening. I have to get over it very quickly and then decide what we're going to do about it. And so that's a skill that I feel like I developed during this time was, okay, here's a thing that happened okay, we have to do this, like, and so I had to sort of, I had like, you know, five minutes to maybe grieve about, oh shoot, we can't be on site anymore, now what, and then be sad about it, and then very quickly get myself into a mindset of like, okay, what can we do, what should we, do we be doing to move in this direction, but like Greg said, yeah, our, our business is touching people, and so we had to completely sort of shift that model, um, and so it was, it was definitely a challenge.
1: I have to say from the outside, you guys you made that pivot so quickly. I mean, you guys really are on the forefront of what's happening in the sports industry. Like it's really impressive and really beautiful. And your commitment to your patients is, is inspiring. So I just want to say congratulations to you because you guys are leaders for sure.
3: Well, we, we aim to be leaders in our, in our, um, in the running community and also in like New York city um, quote unquote fitness, but you know, the, small boutique sort of fitness uh arena and so we did try to say okay how can we like reach our reach runners the best how can we reach our clients the best um and you know so that's always what it's sort of been focused on Um, and to maintain those relationships and to be there for runners during this time um, because you know we know that people need each other during this time so that's where we're you know sort of focused right now and then the good thing about going virtually is that now and Kathleen is leading some of this initiative is that we can reach people all over the nation. And that had been, ironically, one of our business goals. (laughs) Uh, Ironically, to reach people all over the nation. And so now, you know, there have been so many silver linings, like Kathleen's talked about it. Um, All of these things that we wanted to do that we are able to do now.
0: (laughs) That's It is incredible to see, you know, through this whole process, with everything going on, we've said, like, the world all of a sudden is so small, right? Like, the entire world is going through something. But I'm on the phone with a client in California who knows our athletes in New York. And it's just a reminder, like, outside of running, this running community really is small. Everybody knows each other and everyone wants to support each other, no matter where you are. So that has been an amazing part of this whole process. Like, we are. The New York City running community is supported from California, from Texas, from Seattle. I mean, it it really is amazing to see.
2: So speaking of the things you have been doing, I know most of them, I think. (laughs) Uh, uh, Aside from, you know, continuing to meet your clients and people who are in need virtually and providing the services that you do as best as possible virtually, uh, me being one of them, I'm on that list with Kat. (laughs) <laughs> what else are you guys doing that I think our listeners can benefit from? There's, there's a lot of other things. So can you, can you talk about some of the virtual initiatives that you guys have done? One of my favorites is you guys quickly realized that there are a lot of new runners as a result of this thing. This pause has happened and there are people getting out there who probably hadn't run before. Uh, so you've kind of, I saw a shift towards like bringing those on board and make, making sure they do it safely and right.
3: Yeah, our main our main um, objective with custom virtual is to reach runners um, everywhere nationwide, like we just talked about, and offer them a um, no-cost virtual consult. And that just means it's um, if you have insurance, we'll bill it. If you do, if you don't, that's okay too. And um, then the co-insurance is pay what you'd like. And so that's our main sort of like trying to reach new people. Under that umbrella, um, Kathleen has been in charge of our new runner initiative, so I'll let her talk about that. And then Greg has been doing both our preseason virtual and um, fresh start, which is like a starter, like basically if your race got canceled or something like that, having to recalibrate, and then a membership along with that. Kathleen, you want to talk about it? So, our new runner
0: initiative? with the new runner initiative, as we all know, there are a lot more runners out there, and Um, one of the things as a non new runner that I fear for them or that we all fear for them is acute injury, right? Like no one can afford to get hurt right now because there's very few options. So (laughs) being ahead of that and just almost warning signs and ideas and um, information is what we're trying to get out to these people. And because we can reach people nationally more You know, encouraging them, here are some ideas uh, for running groups and for different individuals, people that maybe, you know, their spouse has always run or their partner has always Mm -hmm. run. So they're going to go out and try it. So just to kind of encourage them, bring them into the community, make them feel welcome, and give them some outlets and ideas um, to help them stay on track because this will end. And how great if one of the results of this is that we can grow the running community by thousands.
4: I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing though, right? Is you have like so many new runners out there and like, what do they do? I feel like a lot of people are lost and that's where we decided to take the fresh legs theme and just turn it into a fresh start. So it's the same thing. And it's kind of like, are you lost? Like, do you not know what you're doing? Are you trying to figure this out? And that's where the new runner campaign kind of defines it. But then the fresh start is for those people that may be lost. Who that might not even be a new runner. Like Wendy was saying, if your race is canceled, then you can jump into the fresh start plan. And it's almost just like a guidance plan to figure out what you need and where you need to go. And then from that, if you are still kind of almost like lost or not injured, we can keep you on our like a starter membership that we started, um, which is just like a four time uh, month check in period, like we'll check in every week and just kind of keep you on right track, make sure your strength and running is all going according to plan, you're not getting injured and you're kind of staying on that preventative side, but still getting your running or fitness yeah. And then preseason. Preseason, too, is another obviously guided strength. We're relaunching that now because now, I think, more than ever is the perfect preseason time since everything is pretty much cancelled or postponed this spring. Um, so we did preseason in the fall, late fall, through the winter, and we're relaunching it now for everybody's fall races, or end of summer, hopefully, races for early fall. And that's going to be a six-week plan with um, one-on-one coaching for strength and uh, guided running along the way too
1: that's excellent (laughs) especially the combination of doing the strength because that's we have more time to do it but it sometimes can still be the the blind spot oh i don't feel like it i'll do it tomorrow um do you have can athletes check in with you is there accountability on that
4: Oh, yeah, sorry. So that's, there's also a weekly check in with that too. Oh, nice. So it all comes with the plan. Yeah, everything is pretty much a uh, once a week check in. That's great.
1: Um, One thing that's come up in conversations that Ali and I have had is like, there's been in the beginning of this, there was this tendency for people to say, oh, we have this time, let's be like super productive and do what we can and do house jobs and like keep everything as it was. But there's also like maybe the idea that it's important to also pause and acknowledge where we are and acknowledge where we are in our running and that grieve the disappointment of postponed races and stuff. But have you, have you had to kind of navigate that territory with athletes who wanted to stay in peak fitness and continue to train the way that they were training before? And if so, how, what do you say to an athlete that is kind of just going gung ho and-
0: um, Yeah. <laughs> that's that has been like that's uh, all that they're doing <laughs> <laughs> I've seen both so, sides. it's so mm-hmm. yeah we, it is interesting to see especially athletes that we've worked with for a long time some of them you think they would go one way with this and they go the complete opposite way you know it's so yeah. interesting um yeah it, it is uh the conversations are very real there's a lot of emotion and um everybody is kind of at a different point. So there there are a few different themes that we're seeing. And one is, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hold on to this fitness until Boston comes back in September. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that is a terrible (laughs) idea. (laughs) Having to navigate, talking them back down into reality, like, we can't change this. And who knows what's gonna happen? Like, you really need to, yes, you are in amazing shape right now, but we need to just let this go and restart and I think that's uh, something that a lot of people have to realize is like, yes, you got to this fitness point, but you can do it again. There's nothing that says that you cannot get back to this point. I promise you, you cannot hold on to it. Mm-hmm. So so starting those conversations is a little bit difficult and it's hard to win them over on the concept, but we talk a lot about science um, <laughs> and it usually it's usually pretty helpful um and then kind of going along with that a separate a separate conversation is also like all right what did you learn because training is not about that one day that 26.2 or that 13.1 right that's one day of your entire training cycle it's the things that you learned about yourself about your fitness about your you know your life everything along the way that's really what matters that's what the day is about so take that enjoy that do your final run, go do whatever you want to do, write down your lessons and let's move on. Let's rebuild. Let's restart. What worked? What didn't work? And one of the things that we have right now is this opportunity to play around with the variables with this extra time. What strength workout did you absolutely ignore and hate that we can restart? What speed workout? Do you hate pyramids? All right, let's work on some pyramids for a few weeks. Let's, let's have you win that over. So um making this time useful i think is very helpful for athletes that are really struggling with races that got canceled um, or postponed so that has been a major new part of our conversations for sure we're all going to get
3: um, uh, honorary msw's for our, um, for our honorary uh, <laughs> therapy degrees i feel like like maybe <laughs> If anybody's listening that runs a social work program, um, <laughs> all the I therapists here part, are, yeah. are very adept at. This
0: My husband has been listening, obviously, in these virtual conversations, and he said the other day, "Like, I knew you were a physical therapist, but I had no idea that you were a psychiatrist." <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, but it's very emotional. It's true. Oh, totally. Even not yeah. in a pandemic, it's emotional to have an injury or an issue in training.
4: Yes. I think this is the really good time to learn about yourself. Like Kathy was saying, and like your body isn't dumb. It's going to tell you if something is wrong. Right. But with this added time, one thing that I've seen and I've seen it in myself and I've seen it with other people too, is you have some of these people that are trying to be that superhuman, like you were saying, but it's actually the perfect time to do it. Right. And I'm not encouraging everybody to go out and get hurt, but I'm encouraging you to go listen to your body and like I was saying like I'm not doing any speed workouts per se right now but I am increasing mileage and I think that's okay because it's a time to work on it right you also have way more time to learn things right so like hey do I have a hamstring like pain or soreness let me actually figure it out and work on it right so like things like that like it kind of butts heads with that productive and constructive like yeah you can work with them together and make them kind of one thing like learn how to take care of yourself and that's one thing that we're trying to push people like especially if your race was canceled like okay yeah you could finish your training cycle but maybe tone it back a little bit but work with it right see how your body actually works and like Kathleen was saying like you're not gonna not be able to do it again like let's use this time to be more smart about the situation and grow with it than kind of just shut it down altogether
3: i mean along the same lines like if you don't want to be productive and you want to learn what rest and recovery looks like like greg was saying earlier like if you just want to sleep 10 hours a night and then like Mm -hmm. set a you know set a time to talk to us in a month and say okay i'm ready to get back at it like whenever you're naturally ready that's okay too i want to say like you don't have to go out and run every single day you don't have to do workouts every single day if you've been training hard for 10 years or something maybe you just want to lay down and that's okay too and like you know and maybe you could learn about recovery you could learn about performance pt recovery you could learn about whatever you need to learn about
2: yeah i love that it's more like changing the whole productive conversation into a more constructive conversation how you can use the time to be more constructive on things that haven't been uh you may have you know that you 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 may want to work or work on and if that means sleep you know so be it yeah um it's a good time to do that Mm -hmm. um and the whole this whole Just listening to you guys talk about it, it almost sounds like we've been forced that physically our bodies have been quarantined to be in this one place, but how do you sort of keep the mind from not being quarantined, right? Uh, And you're dealing with all sorts of athletes. There are those who are bursting to not lose that fitness because, you know, they feel like even maybe there's a mental quarantine there too. And how do you kind of uh, break that and say, or... I don't know, Kathleen, you used the word to kind of walk them off the ledge and bring them back Uh uh, to what they can do more uh, constructive in this time, which is kind of cool. And another theme, I'm just kind of going through a summary mode right now is that we've always heard the advice of like, just go out and run, right? Run for the joy of running without having to worry about pace, the workout, and all of these different things. And this has kind of become that time where you can, it's an opportunity for you to do so, right? Um, but you also have athletes who may not, who really need the structure, just, you know, just personality wise, they, it may not work for them, that idea. Um, so expanding on that, you got, what have you guys seen from your athletes in terms of some of the most creative workout setups or workout things that they may have come up with? Is there anything that you guys were like, Oh, wow, that's kind of cool.
0: It's been interesting to see how triathletes are trying to simulate swimming workouts. That is for sure something (laughs) that I've seen a lot of. Um, I think one of the great things and I'm sure everyone has seen it is how everyone's still trying to be part of the community. Right. So, you know, all of these virtual things that we're all learning how to do super quickly is so great. Like when we decided, when we were talking about doing bread and butter takeout, like, I don't know who's gonna come and do this, and every day the same people are showing up to do it, like so that you know the amazing um things that people are continuing to do in their studio apartments like Greg to get creative, to come up with different strength options, uh, but still doing it together, being part of the community has been really cool uh, to see
4: for sure. I agree, and I think one of the cool things too is you see like some of these other apps like Swift, and then know there's another one. Uh, starts with a B. I don't even remember the name of it. But you see how like you used to go on those apps and see like maybe you're riding or running with like one person and now it's like 50 people at a time. And like it's pretty cool to see those things. And even like Strava challenges and stuff like that, all those things are still happening. So that's another thing I think people have to realize like the world is still going on. Like whether you decide to... Stay at home and sleep like 10 hours is completely fine because I'm definitely taking advantage of that. But there's also other things that are still happening to keep you motivated if you are interested in choosing that route as well. And I think noticing them are pretty like crazy. Like me and Maddie Myers were just talking about this the other day because he took down one of my Strava challenges and I was like, that's it, I'm going to get it. But I think like small little things like that, and I think communication is one of the biggest things and one of the biggest ways you can become creative because you might not have the idea but one of your friends like that you're probably seeing all the time regularly but it may not be now might have the idea and you guys can do something together so i think communication and having that connection or creating new connections is a really great way to stay creative and be more creative my my recovery coach (laughs) wants my recovery coach wants a word in for
2: some reason i
1: don't know oh for our listeners that's dd she's a (laughs) spark (laughs)
2: she doesn't really bark much yeah okay she snores pretty loud
3: (laughs) (laughs) to build on what greg was saying like you know i posted something the other day that says constraints breed creativity and i think that you're asking sort of like uh what are the creative strength things what are the creative running things and people are super creative with what they're doing with what they're doing with their strength workouts what they're doing their running workouts what they're doing with their relationships like greg was just mentioning like yeah, I've been texting my friends that I don't talk to all the time, but I want to check in and see how they're doing because they live alone. And like, there is a bit of a um, shift in that way, I think, to uh, be a little bit different and having to act a little bit different and communicate a little bit differently.
2: So let's say you were training for uh, Boston or London or even Brooklyn, right? Let's take Brooklyn for an example. And then you had... Ramped up to a certain point, you had your training going. Now, obviously, the races are not happening, these events are canceled. What is sort of a kind of a logical running schedule or structure you should follow now uh, that would sort of maybe there's not one answer to this, but if there was something generic that runners can be like, oh, okay, I can do like this thing this many times a week, and that will kind of keep me at a good base until we come out of this fog.
4: I mean, I know what I've been telling people. I think everyone's going to be slightly different. Like you said, I don't know if there's going to be one answer for it. Uh, One thing that I've been working on with people is I'm saying, like, you have to realize where the races got shifted towards and build backwards from there and look at it like that, right? Because usually what happens is every time you have a goal race or a major race, there's going to be a time period of off after that race before your next training cycle. So if you look at it backwards from the fall, because we're assuming most races are in the fall, you're especially if it's a marathon, for the most people that we're seeing, I think it's either half marathon or marathon. Anyways, for me. And you're saying like June, July, we'd be training again. So it's not the worst thing in the world. And this is kind of what I've been doing is having people finish their training cycle right now. Like don't count it out. But the one thing I'm encouraging is maybe you don't need two or three harder runs a week. Like you can take them out, just continue to run and build your base because you're still not going to, you're not going to lose that fitness, right? You're still going to gain from that training cycle and you're still going to learn from that training cycle, how to adapt and you'll learn things about yourself that you didn't know along the way. Um, So I still like, I've been encouraging people to finish their training cycle and if not, like actually work past that goal race until you're in that off period, you know, before your big training cycle actually starts, if that makes sense.
0: I think a lot of it, um, for, for my, my clients is where were you at, right? Did you, did you have a good training cycle? Were you sick of this training cycle? Did you not really care about this run? Was this the first marathon? And also thinking about what was the goal of it and what's the goal of your fall? We're running into this issue where the fall marathon schedule is booked up. So if you were really looking to run a good Boston, but you wanted to PR in Berlin, we really need to talk about how that is going to shift. So it's okay. Like like Wendy was saying before, it's okay to take this time and you know chill out, get some rest, get some recovery so that you can really make the best decision or get the best advice to make the best decision for your fall, uh, whether it was a postponed race or a canceled race. So that has to be really the first part of the conversation. Why did you want to do this? And what do you want to do? Right. Um, so then from there, it's a lot like like Greg was saying, then it's a lot easier to decide um, are we going to continue this training cycle out and we'll simulate a half and then start to recover from that? Or do you want to just stop where you are now and let's rebuild? Maybe you were nursing a, a hamstring strain the whole time. Again, given the gift of time, let's get ahead of that, stop what you're doing, take some rest. So it is very individualized, but I think for everybody, the first step to figuring out and Maybe to make it um, a little bit easier to make the decisions is to really figure out why you were going to do all this in the first place and what your fall is going to look like now.
4: Yeah, I 100% agree with that.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. That's what I was
3: going to say before, Kathleen, is the same thing. Like, you need to figure out your why. Like, if there's a reason why you were running Brooklyn, for example, like to, as an example, to beat yourself from three years ago or to PR from whatever, then that's a different scenario because if that's not happening then you're going to be doing another half and it doesn't have the same meaning and so you need to try to like shuffle that around and then prioritize again and just shifting those priorities around based on why exactly you were
2: going to do that. Just a follow-up to that and this is like kind of being a little anticipatory about what's to come the fact that you have all these majors happening in fall back to back people are going to be pent up with no races for a long time and may want to do a lot of lot in this upcoming time as soon as like whatever you want to call it right the the doors open and you're like yes you can get into the corrals now what are you what what is it something that people should be watching out for and how are you sort of potentially preparing for that
4: as customers Uh,
0: God. (laughs) it's gonna be a doozy of a fall it's gonna
4: be a doozy I have a bunch of people that are super interested in doing a bunch of them in a row and uh, I'm not I mean I can't tell them not to do it I think it's gonna be so cool if they do it that's the first thing because you'll never have a chance to ever do this again right so I think there's a couple different sides and a couple different ways you can look at it From the sports medicine side, we have to say no. (laughs) It's not smart to do that. (laughs) The only thing I think we can really do is educate the people and I like people how to to approach it and what, again, their why is for doing that and being smart about it. Because if you're going and you're thinking you're going to race a bunch of these races, good luck. It's not happening. I can promise you that. You're probably going to break. But if you go out and you're like, hey, I just want to complete some of these races, that's a whole different kind of like attitude going into that race. So
0: that's all I'm gonna say. Right yeah. yeah, I break out of pen and paper and write down what you're doing in the fall and rank them on priority yeah. because 100%. if you think you are PRing Boston and then going to turn around and PR Berlin or Chicago, you left your quads and your hamstrings in Boston, they will not yeah. show up. Like, it's oh, just, yeah, there's just no way. There's, no <laughs> there's way. just no way. So prioritizing it's not out of the realm of possibility if you do it smart if you're going to go to boston and Mm -hmm. you have a friend who's running boston for the first time and they're running a four-hour marathon and you're looking to do a pr sub 330 and you want to pace them that's a different story but you know if that that's going to be the moral of the story for the fall pick what matters to you i'm not saying you can't do all of them oh i think can't you cut her. out for a second. Oh no,
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Kathleen's gone. All
1: gems were Come missing. Back.
4: <laughs> She's
3: dropped.
0: Where'd I go? there oh. you are. You're back. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah so prioritize your fall for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there
4: was so much we missed. <laughs>
0: No, that's the moral of the story.
2: Yeah. She was no, just emphasizing okay. the points.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're going to release an Instagram story where just Kathleen's going at it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh, noise. <laughs> no sound.
0: <laughs> and we'll so all like,
2: learn something from
3: it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's know. no different when we're on site. So, yeah. You know. She's scolding. <laughs> <sighs>
4: all right.
2: That was my sort of a Different way of asking the question, where do we go from here? So, thank you so much for everybody's input on that and for this stimulating conversation. I think I don't want it to end, but I have a work meeting in 11 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure Custom has a bunch of virtual things to do, and my co host has to get back to work as well. Um, Both of us, like all of us, I think are somewhat fortunate that we do have jobs. Um, There's a lot of people that are kind of Uh, not in that situation. So I think showing up for as many people as possible right now um, is is overall helpful.
1: Um, I just wanted to say thank you. And also, can you tell our listeners how they can find you and where to sign up for your virtual programs? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all of
3: the links are in our bio on Instagram um, and Facebook at at nycustompt.com. Um, at nycustompt. And then our website is nycustompt.com. And you can find the links to sign up for all the programs. And if you want to do a virtual consult, you just email info at nycustompt.com and we'll get right back to you.
1: Thank you. I just want to say um, during times like this, it's so nice to have routine and see familiarity. And so it's just been such a comfort to see you guys online. So thank you for everything you're doing for the community. Likewise,
2: thank you, thank you for you having guys. us. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Everyone stay
1: safe out there. Stay safe. Yes. Yeah. All Good right. Luck. Weeks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Take care.
4: Take care. Bye.